0: I've now uh, developed this concept of leader rings, which effectively I'm suggesting that in an organization there are levels, your management levels that you have, each of those create a leader ring which then has to win the trust of the people that report to them. And if that trust isn't there, then obviously the organization will fall apart because people will head for the hills and they won't trust the leader, so they won't follow them and then things will fall apart. From a creative thinking perspective, how do you see people agree with that concept? I I have to
1: say that I do agree with that because trust is probably one of the most important, if not the most important aspect in any business or organisation, especially from a creative standpoint where you can't be creative if you're constantly judged or someone constantly looks over your shoulder where you have to be put on the spot constantly without a level of trust, without giving a little bit of leeway, there's no creative thinking going to be employed, there's no creative thinking going to be developed and everything is just gonna run stagnant. So I think that trust is probably one of the most important aspects in leadership, in organization, in a community really.
0: As part of the concept of the leaderings, I've revisited the book Why Great Leaders are Catalysts and I've used the three tools if you want to for leadership that we started there but tried to more look at it from a practical perspective and if you look at the the third tool which effectively talks about the core of the cabbage which is not just firing your people but actually trying to find creative ways of re-energizing them and getting them to actually take part so part of the trust Aspect of the leadership is also being having empathy as a leader. In other words, if people make mistakes, not to kick them under the button and, and get rid of them, but to find creative ways of solving that problem. So yeah, this would sort of fall into your field of the creative thinking. That's true. I I feel that
1: the creative leader, that the leader that that encourages creative thinking, is not there to to scold you when you fall down when you make a mistake. There's always time for that later to analyze what went wrong and how we can fix it later on. But at that very moment, when something falls apart and something needs to be done, it's not about whose fault it is. It's about what can we do to fix this? How can we move forward right now? It's not about, oh, it's John's fault or it's Mark's fault or something like that. It's about what has been done. How can we fix it and deal with the situation at hand, employing creative thinking skills and tools? Because if something falls apart, if you're going to to analyze the broken pieces instead of putting everything back together, you're going to remain stuck in that one place and that one position and it's never going to, to grow. Yes, I think,
0: I mean, I agree with you because especially you know, the buzzword these days is millennials. And we keep referring to the generations when in fact, I don't think that there's really such a big difference between the generations, it's just the way that, that we react to certain situations. And we have, if we want to use the millennials as an example, a, a situation where it's not only that the leader has problems with the millennial, but the millennial actually has problems with the leader in that they feel that, they feel that they're not being given that room to be creative and to use their initiative. They feel that they've been sort of forced into a mould, whereas on the other end, the leader's thinking, "But you know, this is an arrogant little pipsqueak that doesn't want to tow the line and doesn't understand the value." So it's that misunderstanding that it becomes a problem. So either the millennial leaves and goes and finds alternative employment, or the leader or the owner or the manager, the senior person, feels that. They can't work with this person so they figure out how to get rid of them. There's no people aren't trying to, to find ways to adapt to adapt to one another and to you know, solve the problem. Whereas I personally feel that from experience it's the leader's responsibility to change, not necessarily the employee or the millennium. It is it is that. People people are complicated
1: creatures and it's no one rule fits all. There are different ways of thinking about things or different ways of looking at things and creativity is all about looking at the same thing that everybody else is looking at and trying to find a different perspective so for the manager or the leader to to work with rather than through i think that's important because it's not enough to say i need you to do this and then give the exact Details of how and that's the least creative way to probably do something Because someone else might have a better idea or a different idea or something that just adds value to to the idea that already is there So by limiting people, I think that's a that's a mistake I think that if you are going to be creative if you're going to be in a leadership position it's best to work with the people to develop them to to add these skills to your own, to your organization. And I understand why there are communication problems, because it's different generations, they grew up differently. I don't think that there's a child alive right now that knows a time without a cell phone in their hand. That is true. I don't think that there's a time where they did not know what YouTube is, or Facebook is, or, or Twitter, or whatever it is else. There's not a time for them right now that they have not known that there were other ways of doing things. Because if you want to have an answer, then you can Google it. Or you can stop and think, how can I do this? How else can I do this? What else is there? Where else must I go? What else must I do? All kinds of questions that lead us to become more creative, to think more. And I think that's very important for a leader, to understand that people are different, that, they grew up differently under different circumstances and maybe that they need the room and the encouragement to grow, to lead on their own, to lead creatively. So there is a communication problem, but it's also a generation problem. And I think that if you're going to be a creative leader, you need to build a culture of creativity around you in your organizational community that encourages the the creative development of your staff or your
0: people. And I think that's the way forward. Uh, I, while you were speaking now, I was suddenly just thinking of uh, an example of what happened in Malak, where you were talking about being, or allowing people to have different ideas or different ways of doing things, being creative. Uh, I think it was Einstein that said, you can't achieve a different result if you use the same method every time. Yes. So it's, there needs to be creativity, there needs to be change. But I'm sitting thinking of a situation when my son was a lot younger at school and offered one day to mow the lawn. But I mean, I've all the years I've mowed my own lawn, tended my own garden. suppose I'm a little bit OCD as well, where I want it done in a particular way and the lawn needs to be mowed in a particular direction. And he came along and the lawn mower and the weed eater and off he went and he was halfway through and I suddenly didn't like the way he was doing it. So I said, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'll take over and I'll finish it because you didn't do the edges right and you didn't do the... Unfortunately the end result was that uh, he never offered to mow the lawn ever again after that and today he pays uh, a lawn services to mow his lawn. So, I I think a a lot of what you were saying is that's important is that and it's one of the rules of delegation as well is that if if I give you something to do I need to allow for failure, I need to allow you to make mistakes otherwise you're not going to gain any experience, you're not going to learn. I know we keep using the example of a child child learns to walk by falling down all the time and eventually they walk so if we don't allow them to fall down then they're not going to learn to walk and I think as, as leaders especially older generation leaders the problem is is that you're set in your ways and you don't want to accept that somebody else might have a better way of doing it so then you have that clash of personalities clash of generations and then it's just yeah, it exponentially makes the problem a lot worse. So. Well,
1: that's true. I think that when you're constantly looking over someone's shoulder, when you're stopping him in the progress of doing something and say, no, 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 you're not doing it right, I'll do it, I'll do it myself. You, you sort of stifled his creative ability, his, his, his enthusiasm for doing something. But it's like, okay, he doesn't value what I'm doing, so why should I bother and people need encouragement, especially when you're trying to be creative, when you're trying to to grow, you need that encouragement. It's not enough to just say, okay, well done, fine, let's go. It's like, well, okay, let's look at what was done, how you did it. So in terms of classes, we have this, this evaluation technique where you say something positive, something constructive, but never anything negative. And it's about not being negative because Creativity can't flow, can't develop When everyone around you is constantly being negative Even when yourself when you're negative about something You're not being creative You're not at things from a perspective of being more creative in your thinking what you're doing and Innovation any technological industrial innovation Would not have been as successful would not have been as prevalent without someone getting the encouragement from other people saying, I like this idea, I like how you're doing things. Maybe we can change a bit here, maybe we can add a little there. But creativity should always build on creativity. It should never just be the, the, the Godzilla in Tokyo smashing things down. Because it's always easier to
0: destroy it than to create it, really. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I can see the, the value of creativity in leadership especially as you mentioned earlier with the technological advancements that there are and google and youtube and all this type of thing and we all know that that the current generation they would trust a video clip of somebody saying something a lot more than what they would trust reading an article in the newspaper that is true unfortunately it's as if you as a leader are competing with a whole lot of other sources of information. So if they are not trusting the source, you as the leader, trusting the source and knowing that you've got their back and that what you are telling them is genuine, then they are gonna look for other sources and then their trust is gonna be broken down and then you tend to one, your whole team's gonna start falling apart because people are not going to be, you know, looking to you for leadership anymore, they're gonna be looking somewhere else for leadership. Sort of similar to the situation I know you don't have kids, but I can remember when my kids, especially in primary school, when they go to school for the first time, the teacher is everything. And they used to come home and I would say, do this, and they'd say, no, but teacher said, and then suddenly the teacher becomes the authority and I no longer have the leadership role in in the family. (laughs) And I, I think that that just gets compounded a lot more with technology and the availability of YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those type of sources of information, and I mean Wikipedia, everybody is, is, we want to know something, we go to Google or Wikipedia, so I think that sort of compounds the problem that you have as a leader, so you need to work a lot more on building that trust, so you've got to be creative from your side, which I think is very important, and then it's that empathy about saying, I will allow you to go down, I'll pick you up, and we carry on and so we can get to our end result and the outcome that we want. Everything comes down to trust. Because if you want to be creative in your leadership,
1: in your thinking, in your way of doing things, if you don't know that other people have your back, if you don't know for a fact that even if you do fail, it's not the end of the world, I think that's what progress is built on. I think that if you know that that you've been given a trust with this responsibility, you're going to perform better because you don't want to let other people
0: down. But also the fact that you know that, like you said, if you do fail or you do fall down, that at least it won't be the end of the world, something exactly. will come along and they will pick you up and they will help you. Not going yes. to get a smack in the back of the head. Yeah, well, you have to be, be open to their help, of
1: course, but it's it's creative leadership is about building up. Not just going forward, just moving on. It's about moving up and up and up. It's not enough to just say, okay, you failed. Uh, I can't trust you anymore. It's it's better to say, okay, what went wrong? How bad was it? What can we do to fix it? How can we move forward from here? And how can we build on this to move up?
0: I, I want to use you as an example as well, if I can. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as the the president of, of the PSAN chapter and Toastmasters, you took over the presidency towards the end of last year. Yes. And... What I've found admirable about your presidency and your leadership is that you've done, you've bent over backwards to do things to the benefit of the club or to the benefit of the chapter. You've made amazing arrangements, like Richard you that you got to run the workshop for free and that. So it's, I think it's your your nature as a creative enthusiast that that you are finding creative ways of trying to grow I the membership, that's... grow. I
1: became, benefit the club. I was very glad for the Presidency, the absolutely, all, so but later I so. became a bit despondent because I didn't feel that I got the support that I wanted. I didn't get the communication that I was, that I needed to, to move forward with the chapter. And so for a few months we didn't have any meetings because quite honestly I didn't get any people to come to the meeting and so starting with the greater thinking skills with Creativity in general. I think that it opened a lot more for me because I found that if I could employ a little bit of creative thinking I could get To the place that I wanted from drawing of outside sources from asking more questions different questions from looking at things from a different point of view and the chapter is doing quite well now and As for Toastfast is the same. It's it's about working together and creative leadership is also about working together it's not just we're here you're there you're automatically the enemy i don't want anything to do with you i'm going to be on my own and i'm not going to to even try and figure out what you guys are doing because obviously i know everything already creativity creative thinking creative thinking skills it's all about taking what others already have done Putting it together, working through it, looking at it a different way, yeah. maybe applying some different techniques that you've learned. That's how you go up. Or you just say, "I'm just here on my own. I'm an island. I'm just going to keep on going on." You're not going to grow. You're going to remain stuck where you are. And in a few years down the line, you're going to come and you're going to say, "I did all the things, and I didn't get anything done." That's because you did all the things by yourself. You never tried reaching out. And the creative community is such a wonderful community that I have found. Because even in the Professional Speakers Association, it is probably the only organization that encourages competition. Because if you can encourage competition, that
0: means that you have to be better yourself as well. Yes. So effectively you've confirmed what We've been trying to say all along about if we get back to the leader rings, we have these rings of different levels of leadership. So you are you had your own leader ring, but you also formed part of another one, but you weren't getting support from it. Yes. The importance of creativity now comes into it because if you were not a creative leader you would probably have given up and said, listen, this is useless, it's not working, let me go find something else to do. But because of your enthusiasm for creativity and believing in being creative, you found creative ways of, even though the support wasn't what you wanted it to be, but you still managed to do something and get actions going to get the the chapter and and the club moving forward. So that to me shows that, that creativity is an integral part of leadership along with the trust and the empathy and all of those. So there's many aspects I feel that that makes a successful leader. And creativity needs to be part of it because if you can't find a plan B, so to speak, then you are going to die. It's going to fizzle out and either your organization or your club or your circle of friends or whatever it is that, that you are leading, is then going to fall apart because you've been saying it's a question of monkey see monkey do I'm getting no support from above so I'm just going to leave it and then everything will die out. I think that if you are going to be
1: a leader you need to allow for creativity otherwise all you're going to do all day long is manage and control and managing and controlling is not the same as growth not in my mind anyway and I think that if you understand it People are different, people are complicated creatures, not everyone's going to be the same, and not everyone's going to be the same the same day. From day on to day on, we're going to be different creatures, we're going to have different ideas, but that's okay, that's good. We need to encourage people to to be more creative, to say, how else can we do this? To have an open door policy of, if you have an idea, crazy as it may be, I can always take a big idea and make it smaller, to suit my needs and i take a minuscule idea and try building up on that yes. it's always easier to to put brackets on a big idea so come in with an open door policy of have big ideas come in with crazy ideas well have a good laugh maybe we can use it maybe not maybe we can use part of it or maybe we can change it or adapt it to suit the needs that we need but ideas generating new ideas getting your people to believe in you to trust you to have The growth potential for your company, and I think if you encourage creativity creative thinking Looking at things differently in your organization people are going to be generally happier because they don't feel restricted or limited and when you're when your employees or your people are happier they're going to be working happier and so when they're working happier productivity is going to go up and when they come with your ideas with new ideas of doing things differently don't just say no we've always done it this way there's no way this can possibly work that's stupid ha 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 saying okay what else is there how can we change this what can we do with this Maybe it's a good idea, but it's not an idea that I can use right now. So we put it away. Maybe it's an idea that is too big right now. So we just take it and we, we analyze it and we break it down to smaller steps
0: to build up to it. At least you prepared to look into it.
1: Yes. You have to be open. You have to be willing to trust that your people are going to come to you with, with the best of intention. And sometimes that's not going to happen, but that's okay. For every bad idea, there's a thousand good ones. And even a bad idea doesn't have to stay bad mm-hmm. as long as you're willing to work at it.
0: While you're talking, I keep every time you talk you sort of trigger little memories and that. that's good. I'm, I'm sitting thinking here when you were saying about um, we've always done it that way. I heard somebody a while back say, What were the last words of the company that went bankrupt? We've always done, we've it, always this way. done it this way. So there was no creativity and that's why they, they obviously failed. But Another example, something that I was thinking about, you were talking about the open door policy. That's very important because as a leader, you've got to, if you make a promise or you claim something, then you actually have to deliver on it. So you can't say you have an open door policy and then when it comes to the person wants to come and talk to you or whatever, then suddenly the open door policy doesn't exist or there are certain conditions to the open door yes. policy. I'm just quickly thinking of my daughter uh, works in the Middle East and she reports. She works at a school and she does the dance and she reports to the deputy headmaster and she came up with a proposal over the December holidays that she felt and I had a look at the proposal, I thought it was also a very good proposal which would give her more income but it would grow the dance department and the school would benefit and make more money. And unfortunately, because she has to follow the line of authority, firstly, the meeting that she had eventually was a five-minute meeting after it had been postponed for three times because the deputy head didn't have time to talk to her. But eventually it got to the point where the deputy head just flatly said, you know what, the headmaster will never go for this, and the whole proposal just died there. Now again, if we get back to the trust and the whole leadership aspect, Suddenly, my daughter is now despondent and she wants to look for other work, and people don't believe in her. And, that, and it's a lot of times it might not be a fact, the, the person might not intentionally be not creating trust. But perception is a very dangerous thing because the perception that is created is that I can't trust you. Yes. And unless you are in touch, and like you saying, that you have the open door policy, and there is this communication, that you're in touch with people, and you are allowing them to come with ideas, and you are open minded, and you are allowing creativity, you are going to be perceived as somebody or a leader that can't be trusted, and then you probably your whole team is going to fall flat in the process. That is such a
1: shame. Because just. Your story, your story is not a new one. There are many times where people go and it's like, well, it's just not going to work. It's like, But you've barely looked at it. You haven't followed through on your promises. And that's a big one, really. Because if you continuously fail to deliver on your promises, then that trust is broken. And broken trust is not easily put back together. And so now maybe she'll go and find other work and maybe they'll be more receptive to to new ideas, to building up. But a company that's not allowing for creativity, not allowing their people to to be more open, to think more freely, to encourage them to think different, that company's not gonna last very long.
0: Yeah, I I mean, we see it. uh, There was a time when I was younger where The safe option was you were employed by a large corporate because you knew you would always have a job and you'd always have a salary. The scary reality is that if you look at the news these days it's actually the large corporates that are failing and that are going under. Don't know why, but I believe that it is due to the leadership. There's no creativity, there's no trust. Uh, Leaders aren't following through on their promises and like I said earlier, I think also the fact is is that the millennials are the majority in the workplace at the moment, and they are now finding other ways or other sources of information to trust, and that's why things are falling apart. That's that's.
1: There are probably many reasons why companies fail, but the bigger companies like Rome, which basically just fell in on itself the bigger you grow and you're not allowing people to be free, to be more creative, to be more open, to think differently. When you're putting more and more constraints on people, that company will fail. And it's happened a lot of times where large corporations fail because we've always done it this way. That mindset of, we don't have to do anything new because it's worked so long for so much time that mindset, that thinking, is very dangerous. Especially when you're trying to maintain a large company or international companies as well. We're not willing to work with different people, we're not willing to share ideas, we're not willing to, to develop your people, your staff, to think more freely, more openly, more creatively. A company that is not encouraging free thinking, creative thinking, is a company that's not gonna last as long as
0: they reply. Brant, thank you very much. Uh, you've confirmed a lot of how I feel about leadership and what I feel and what I believe. And uh, I now also think that creativity is a vital part of leadership and it needs to be enforced more, or we need to teach leaders more about being more creative and not stuck in their ways and to realize that they need to change and they need to adapt as they go along, especially as we go global and the rest of it. So thank you very much for your input and we'll chat again. Thank you. That has been our podcast on Dealer rooms I'm Ronald van Beek. I will catch you on the next podcast.